0: Well, good morning, Citygate Church and all of our online guests. Here we are, last Sunday of the year. What an amazing year it's been. What a challenging year it's been. What a year of opportunity it's been. There's been so many things all mushed into one. Uh, But I can't leave this year without giving glory to God. You know, as I think back over the year that we had such high expectations of, as we set our faith back in January, as we prayed, as we fasted, we had great expectation. But you know what? As I look back, I can see the goodness of God. I can see the greatness of God. I can see the faithfulness of God. And we need to give God the glory due to his name today. We need to praise him because he's unshakable. We need to praise him because he's forgiving. We need to praise him because he's our healer. He's our provider. He's our deliverer. And we need to give him glory. The Bible says in all things, give thanks. And perhaps you're struggling to look back over this year and say, well, I can't you know, thank God for this. I can't thank God for that. I want you to lift your mind up higher than that. I want you to set your eyes on things above and see God in all his goodness and say, God, I give you thanks. I give you glory for who you are, for your goodness, for your faithfulness. We're still standing and we're going to head into 2021 full of faith and full of zeal and full of expectation for God again to show himself strong. As I've been thinking about this over the last few days, going into you know, 2020, um, I've got so much on my heart that I'm going to be saying over the next few weeks and months, really. There is a cause that we are to live for. King David said this, is there not a cause? And he lived for that cause. The Bible says that he had a heart after God and would do all the will of God. And as I think about us heading into 2021, I think about the cause of God to see people come to Christ and to see the name of Jesus Christ exalted in all the earth and, and to see people really gathered to his saving grace. As I think about these things, it would be very easy sometimes for us to live our lives in a very casual way, in a way that sort of says, well, you know, if God wants to do something, God will do it. You know, I love the expression, God is sovereign. But we tend to apply that in a wrong way. I think sometimes we, you know, we sort of think, well, God is sovereign. Anything that happens is God's will, you know, because he's sovereign. And that if he wants to do something, he will because he's sovereign. But as I go through the Bible, I find that people had to prepare. I find that people had to release their faith. And I find that people had to invest into their tomorrows and into their uh, future as led in the power of the Holy Spirit and by God's word, as we are led by the Spirit, then I believe God wants to show himself strong in our uh, future. And it's because of how we invest in our lives today. As we you know, begin to think about these things today, I'd like you to turn in your Bibles, please, to Galatians chapter 6, a very powerful passage, uh, a favorite of mine, actually. Uh, I say that nearly every week, don't I? About this is my is my favourite passage. But I just love the Bible. It speaks to me every time I open it. And here we are, from verse seven. It says, "Do not be deceived." It's a great way to start a passage, isn't it? There's a whole lot of deception going on. A whole lot of you know. We think some news is fake, some news is true. We think that you know. Can we trust this? Can we trust that? Uh, but I want to say, you can trust the Word of God. God will not be deceived. God is not a deceiver. And as we stand on God's word, we protect ourselves from deception in order that God's perfect will and plan can come to pass. So here we are, it says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap. There's no ambiguity there. There's no perhaps and maybe, there's no well, it it perhaps let's give it a go. It says, whatever you sow, you are going to reap. And then it clarifies it a little bit. It says, he who sows to his flesh, which is his feelings, his emotions, the way he feels, the the things that around him, how how he feels his life through, you know, his will, his emotions, his mind, his thought life. If you sow to that, if that's the main part of your life, the Bible says you're just going to reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And that is a powerful word there. It's a Greek word that really means life as God has it. Life in all its fullness. It means eternal life, absolutely. But it also means abundant life. If we sow to the Spirit, we can absolutely guarantee from God's Word that we are going to reap the life of Almighty God. And then it says in verse 9, it says, and it's almost a cry from Paul's heart here, he says, and let's not grow weary while doing good, for in the right season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. I think we've had every opportunity this year to lose heart, but we are not of those who lose heart. We aren't of those who draw back. We're those who press on, and we're those who stand by faith, giving glory to God. This is a very powerful passage of Scripture. And it it indicates this, that Almighty God has a system. He has a principle. I'm going to call it a law. And that is the law of sowing and reaping. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. You know, sometimes people ask me the question, why is my life like this? And of course, it's not simplistic, you know, because all our lives are very complicated. But something I can say is this, well, what seed have you been sowing? Because whatever you sow, you're going to reap. Now, we know from other passages in the Bible where the enemy comes and throws, you know, he, he throws in thorns and thistles and, and you know, things to, to uh, strangle the harvest of God. But the principle is still the same, that whatever we sow, we are going to reap. And so today I want to talk about that a little bit, I really want to encourage us that, you know, if I was to turn all the way back to Genesis chapter 1, it says there in verse 11, as God was creating the sun and the moon, and we know He created all the animals, and, you know, God had a plan. We've been thinking about that this Christmas, and God made man. It says in verse 11, God created the trees and the herbs and the plants, and in the tree was the seed. In the tree was the seed. You know, how many times have you been asked the question or people have debated, what came first, the chicken or the egg? I can answer it really simply today. The chicken came first because when God creates, he creates something whole as he designed it to be. But on the inside of the chicken, on the inside of the tree is the seed, is the egg to reproduce itself. You see, the first tree was done by the power of God, it was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, it was the spoken, creative word of God. But the next tree was the produce of the created tree. See, so many times Christians live in a way that almost expects Almighty God to keep on having to create the trees in our life. Every day, God, I need you to do a sign or a wonder or God, I need you to move in power. Why? Because there's no trees here and we need a tree. You know, I need you to break through. I need you to do something. But how God set up his world, his creation, his kingdom, and we're going to go through a number of things that are seed today, how God set it up is that really God expected to move once and then after that, everything was as a result of the first time he moved. So when God moves in your life, I'm not saying he won't ever move again, but when God moves in your life, there's enough in that anointing, in that um, understanding that you get from God, there's enough power in what God has done for you to reproduce something and to go from strength to strength. Perhaps I've gone ahead of myself a little bit, but I want to say this, never underestimate the power of a seed. Never underestimate the power of God's word. Never underestimate when God operates in and through your life. There's something so powerful in that event, in that spoken word from God, in that encounter we have from God. Under the hand of God, as God moves in our lives, there's enough in that for us to carry on and go from strength to strength to strength. Why? Because there is a law of seed time and harvest a seed has power in itself and as we think about that power of a seed a tiny little seed can produce something so huge how did that oak tree ever come out of that tiny little seed a seed has the power to To grow, it needs soil, it needs wet and damp and all the rest of it and heat and etc. we understand that. But have you ever seen a seed that can push through a, a concrete slab? It's amazing. It can actually push things out of the way. The power of a seed. A seed has in itself not just the capacity to produce one tree, but in that tree are more seeds. So in that seed is something that can go on and on and on and on. It's not a five-minute thing. It's not a five-year thing. No, in that seed are generations of growth. And of course, because of a seed, it can go from one um, seeds, which can produce one tree, to 100 seeds to produce 100 trees. So there's increase in the most amazing ways. I want us to start to think today about whatever we sow, we're going to reap. As we go into 2021, I want to reap a harvest because I've got seed in the ground. Not just seed from 2020, but seed from the last five years, seed from the last 10 years. God is not going to be mocked. Whatever seed you've got in the ground is still there. And as we release our faith, we're going to see a harvest in everything that God has promised. See, seed has to have an environment. We understand that. But also, harvest time is something that's forced. What do I mean by that? Well, if you think of a tree up on a hilltop, let's just say, use your imagination. And in that, in that incredible tree are a thousand acorns. And every autumn they fall down. I want to ask a question. In six months' time, have you got another thousand trees there? Or have you got another five little saplings growing up? Have you got a thousand because all thousand acorns fell to the ground? Or have you just got a handful? Well, obviously experience tells us that you don't have a thousand trees suddenly grow up, even though there were a thousand good seeds and they fell onto some good soil there's other things in play perhaps animals came and stole them away perhaps they didn't quite fall onto something to grow they you know fell on something that they couldn't grow in so perhaps you get five or ten trees but if every autumn somebody goes up to that tree and collects all the thousand acorns and he takes them home and he plants every individual one how many trees are you going to have in six months time you're going to have a thousand trees if all the seeds are good and if they're all cared for, then you're going to have a thousand trees. See, harvest time is forced. It's something that you have to focus on. It's something that you have to put your faith into. Again, I think we can be too casual sometimes and just sort of scatter seed and just sort of, you know, speak words and, you know, invest in things. I'm not talking financially here, but our time and our energy and our, and our experience, but not exactly do what the man did, which is to pick up every seed and do something on purpose with that seed. So today, as we think about the seed of God and the harvest of God, the harvest is guaranteed. But I want us to be sowing by faith right now. And as we go into 2021, I'm really wanting to speak, you know, to Citygate Church here, of course, all of our online guests as well. But guys, as we go into 2021, let's sow in faith and believe God for a harvest. Let's get all those seeds and let's on purpose put our faith put our, our love, put our compassion, put our prayer into each and every seed that God has for us. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we are going to see the great harvest of eternal life, of abundant life that God has intended for us. Okay, there are six things in the Bible that are described as seed. And we're going to talk about those six things today. The first one is this, the kingdom of God is a seed. So as we think about how we're going to sow, how we are going to sow today to reap a harvest next year? How are we going to sow next year to reap a harvest in five years time? As we're going to think about this, I want us to think in these six areas. The first one is this, the kingdom of God is a seed. It says in the 13th chapter of of, um, um, Matthew verses 31 and 32, it says another parable the Lord Jesus put forth to them saying the kingdom of heaven is like a seed which a man took and he sowed in his field and even though it was the least of all the seeds when it grew it grew to be greater than all the herbs it becomes a tree so that all, all the birds of the air come and nest in the branches of that tree. See the kingdom of God is as a seed. Now we understand certain things about the kingdom. The Bible says the kingdom of God will forcefully advance. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is unshakable. There are so many things about the kingdom but I want you to think today about how the kingdom of God is a seed and that God wants us to be sowing that seed into our circumstances and into our and into our experiences and into the lives of the people around us, we can sow the kingdom of God. It, it can be through the preaching of the word. It can be through prayer. It can through, you know, um, as we discuss the kingdom of God, as we release our faith, we can sow the kingdom of God. But the kingdom of God is not a place. It's the rule of Jesus Christ in a situation, whether that's in a person's heart or in their circumstances. As we go into 2021, it's my desire and my prayer that we bring in God's rule and reign into each and every situation. Perhaps you need a new job. Perhaps you've started a new job. Perhaps you're still in your old job. Perhaps you've been in furlough. You know what, wherever you are, you can bring the kingdom of God strongly into that situation. The Bible says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. The Bible says so much about the kingdom of God. But As we understand this today, as we sow the seed, I don't just expect that, you know, Almighty God's just going to do something with his kingdom in spite of me. I want to work with God. I want to sow the seed of the kingdom into situations that I bring in the rule and the reign of Jesus Christ in all his authority and in all his power. What do you expect when you go to work in the morning? What do you expect as you go about your daily life. Can I encourage you to sow the kingdom of God everywhere you can? You know, it says in God's word, doesn't it? In that incredible prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. It's actually said in a little bit more of a forceful way than that. It actually says, come your kingdom And that's a passion and a desire on the heart of the believer to see the kingdom of God forcefully advance. And the kingdom is a seed. You only need to just sow a little bit. You only just need to sow where you can and God will bring an amazing harvest into the situations where you dare to believe God and you speak His word. As we walk in the authority of Jesus' name, let's make 2021 a year of kingdom dominion and kingdom authority in each and every circumstance that we find ourselves in. What's the second thing that the Bible says is a seed? Well, it says in Mark 4 and in verse 14, the sower sows the word of God. The word is a seed. The word is a seed. We're told in Isaiah that as God speaks his word it will not return to him void it will accomplish that for which he sends it and it will prosper in that thing now we know in in the uh, scripture that I've just read the sower sows the word it speaks there about a pathway sort of a heart it speaks about a thorny patch of a heart it speaks about um, a shallow ground of a heart and it speaks about the good ground of the heart and we understand that that of course the word needs to be received and I've declared over Citygate Church and over everyone I ever really speak to that they have good ground that they are good ground for God's word that when they hear it will be received with humility it'll be received by faith but I just want to go further with this understanding of the sower sows the word I believe God's called us to sow his word into each and every situation that we're to speak his word. We're to confess, it's what the Bible says, confess his word. You see, to think his word is one thing, but to declare his word is something else. As we go into 2021, let's be declaring the word of God. We're starting fasting next week. We're starting our fasting and praying for the month, and we've already talked about that today. But as we declare God's Word, as we prophesy our tomorrows, as we get hold of God's Word and we speak it out, you know what? His Word is going to produce as we sow the word of God we will reap a harvest of the promises of God coming to pass in our lives and in our experience in the parable there it says we need to hear the word and we need to receive the word we need to speak the word we need to do the word the word will not return void the word is sharper than any two-edged sword The word of God is living and active. The word of God upholds all things. Come on, let's be speaking the word of God into 2021. Please don't be speaking from hopelessness. Or you know what? It's it's going to be a bad year. Or you know what? I'm going to struggle this year. No, come on, get a hold of the Word of God and prophesy the promises of God into your life, into your family, over your circumstances, over your business ventures, over your job, over your employment, over everything you put your hand to. Come on, stir it up on the inside and sow the Word of God of God. I don't want to reach halfway through, you know, the next year and have to need God to do something because we're in a crisis. I want to sow a word now, which means I'm going to be harvesting in January, harvesting in February, March, April, May, June, July, all the way through the year that we can reap a harvest of the powerful word of God that we have sown over these next few days and weeks. What's the third thing that is a seed? Uh, Faith is a seed. Faith is a seed. You'll have to excuse the smile on my faith, uh, on my faith, on my face. Because when I start to think about these things, I preach myself happy. I get so stirred up about this. Faith is a seed. The Bible says, if you have faith as a a seed, you will say to this mountain, you move from here to there and it will move. Why? Because faith is is a seed and it produces something that can move any mountain. And the Lord Jesus said this, there won't be anything that is impossible for you. So perhaps you think you're facing a year of impossibility. Faith can move the mountain, but we've got to sow faith. You see, again, I don't just want to live through 2021 saying, God, well, your will be done. You know, you do something. I want to sow my faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. So we need to be in touch with God's word and hearing that still small voice on the inside, hearing clearly in the spirit. But when we've heard from God, it produces faith and that faith has got to be released. Faith can be released when you lay hands on the sick. Faith can be released as we prophesy, as we pray over these next few weeks of praying and fasting. Faith can be released when we sow financial seed. Faith can be released as we pray for our family. Faith is the substance of our expectation, things hoped for. But faith is a seed. Of course, we want to grow our seed. We want great, strong faith. But please, just use the faith that you've got, and that faith will grow and cause a breakthrough. Never underestimate the power of the seed faith that you have on the inside of you today. What's the next thing that's a seed? Well, the Bible says in the uh, 12th chapter of John, it says this, Philip says, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Yeah. He was speaking to disciples, and you know he wanted to see Jesus Sir, we wish to see Jesus. But he answered to them, saying, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it will produce much grain. That's a really cryptic answer for somebody just saying, Can I see Jesus, please? You know what he was saying? He was saying this If you want to see the Father, then look at me. But if you want to see me, you need to look at the harvest that I'm going to produce. See, the fourth point is this. The Lord Jesus himself is a seed. He clearly compared himself to a seed there. He said, if you want to see me, you're going to see the harvest that I produce. Why? Because I'm going to die. And on the third day, I'm going to be raised from the dead. And as a result of that, anybody can give their heart to Jesus Christ, be born again and and become the church of Jesus Christ, the body of Christ, the family of God. And if you want to see Jesus, look at the church. But the Lord Jesus himself is a seed. Now he's already been sown into the ground. I don't have to sow him again. He died once and for all. But what I do need to do is lift his name up. What I do need to do is speak about him. There's a great passage in Acts chapter four where the um, the Sanhedrin they you know commanded that Peter and John stopped talking about Jesus Christ. I could throw in there. They could have said this. There's a cause. <laughs> we can't stop but to speak about the things that we've seen and heard. They couldn't stop talking about Jesus. They were so in love with him. They were so amazed by him. Everywhere they went, it's as if they sowed the seed of the person of Jesus. They kept talking about him. Come on, as we go into 2021, let's not have a silent year. Let's have a bold year. Let's have a confident year where we're telling people about the saving grace and the power of Jesus Christ. The Bible says the apostle Paul went about I know he was an apostle, but the Bible says everybody were scattered and they all talked about this. It says he spoke about Jesus and he demonstrated the power of God. He was sowing Jesus everywhere he went. We have so many opportunities, friend. It's even easier now because people are hungry. People want answers. We've got the love of God. On the inside, we've got a compassion. We live for a cause that says, "Come on, let's lift up the name of Jesus Christ." And as we do, God will gather all people to Him. Let's sow the person of Jesus Christ. The fifth thing that is a seed is this. It says in two Corinthians chapter nine, verses six and seven, "He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, but he who sows." generously will also reap generously and with blessing. Let each one of you give as he's made up in his own mind and purposed in his own heart, not under reluctance, not sorrowfully or under compulsion, for God loves This is the amplified version. It's a bit longer than perhaps the one you're reading right now, but God loves, he takes pleasure in, he prizes above other things and is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it, I could say spontaneous, alive, alert giver whose heart is in his giving. The fifth thing that is a seed today is finances, is our money. We understand about tithing, we understand about giving offerings and helping the poor and this is a season of giving and as a church we've done things and as individuals I'm sure we've all been generous. But you know what, it's not just a season of generosity, this is a a daily habit. The Bible says God gives seed to the sower, not just seed to somebody who sows once, perhaps annually or You know, of of course, we organize our finances and perhaps at the end of our financial year, we do something. But you know what? God intends us to be generous people every day. Generous in every area. I understand that with our words, with our time, with serving, with giving, all those things. But God is a generous God. And this passage of scripture, you know, some people say, oh, well, it's talking about everything. No, it's actually talking about an offering. And, um, you know, it's not easy to talk about these things, but the Bible is clear that our cash, what we earn, what we receive, what we're given, is seed. You know, I've heard that expression so many times, money doesn't grow on trees. Well, again, I want to adjust that. Money does grow on trees. Scripturally, it grows on trees. Whatever you sow, you will reap. As we sow, as we release our tithes, our offerings, as we give to the poor, as we sow into other things, as God leaves, um, as he speaks, as he directs, money grows and we reap a harvest. I could give so many examples of harvest time in the Melfi household over many years. Now we know the Apostle Paul says, I know how to be abased, I know how to abound. You know, there are seasons of, of perhaps, you know, restriction and other seasons of abundance, but our God will not be mocked. Whatever we sow, we will reap. If you sow apples, you're going to reap apples. As you sow oranges, you're going to reap oranges. As you sow joy, you're going to reap joy. As you sow encouragement, you're going to reap encouragement. And as you sow finances, you're going to reap finances. In our lives at home, we've We've lived by this for many, many years that we will sow financially in order to reap a financial harvest. Now we understand we sow because we love God and it's because it's the heart of God and we're grateful. But it's also, it's seed sown. And every time I sow my seed, whether it's online or a bank transfer or giving to the poor or or giving into into something else, I release my faith and declare a hundredfold return in Jesus' name. I believe I receive it. Just like when I sow the kingdom, I believe for the hundredfold return of the kingdom. As I sow God's word, I believe that that word is going to come back and prosper. As we sow the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm believing God for people to come to Christ. But as I sow finances I believe God you know what these are hard times these are struggling times out there in the world make sure you've got seed in the ground in order to reap a financial harvest because our God will not be mocked we will reap whatever we sow and finally the sixth thing that the Bible talks about a seed is this we find it in the 13th chapter of um, Matthew and in verse 38 And again, it's a parable that the Lord is speaking about. And he says, he answered and said to them, he who sows the good seed is the son of man and the field is the world and the good seed are the sons of the kingdom. It's a bit of an unusual one, but I want to encourage you to see yourself as a seed. The Bible clearly tells us there that we are a seed. The sons of the kingdom are the seed. See, God's put something in you to bear fruit. He's put strengths. He's put understanding. He's put skills. He's put his giftings on the inside of us. We're told to stir up the gift of God on the inside. Sometimes it's because someone's prayed for us, laid hands on us, and it's there, you know, supernaturally. Other times, it's just something natural. We're good at something. Whatever is on the inside of you, you're a seed to reproduce that and to bear fruit out of your own life. There's another great parable in the Bible about the talents, and he gave five talents, two talents, one talent. The one-talent man hid it in the ground, didn't produce fruit with what God had given him. But the other two, they did produce fruit. And the response of the master was, well done, good and faithful servant. When I go and stand before God, I want to hear the well done, not from an arrogance, but because I want to please God. I want him to say, you know what, I put something on the inside of you and you honed it and you worked on it and you developed it and you spent time investing in it and you stirred it up and you fanned it into flame and you built it and you strengthened it and you prophesied over it and you prayed over it and you developed it and look at the harvest that came out of your life. Each of us are a gift. Perhaps you've never seen yourself as somebody who is a gift. You're a gift to the world. You're a gift to the church. If you're a son of the kingdom, a daughter of the kingdom, then God wants our lives to bear fruit. So many times in the Bible we hear about we need to bear fruit and it should be good fruit and great fruit that remains, that gives glory to God. As we bear fruit, it gives glory to God. See, it's great to stand here now. We're back on a Sunday and different things and, and, you know, to praise God and to glorify his name and to give him the glory due to his name. But I actually don't believe there's anything more powerful than how our God can receive glory than as the fruit is born out of our lives, into our circumstances, into the lives of the people around us. It's that which gives God the greatest glory. Of course, we speak and we sing and we give him glory. But the things that we produce from our lives by his grace, but by a spirit of faith, it gives glory to God. God is glorified as we bear fruit. As we think about these things today, as we go into 2021, As we sow in all these areas, as we sow the kingdom, the word, as we sow Jesus, as we sow um, our finances, as we sow our faith, as we sow ourselves, let's believe God for an incredible harvest. We started 2020 talking about when the brook dries up, arise and go to Zarephath. And even though it could be seen that that was something that God did by his power, and of course it was, I believe it was also harvest because Elijah had sowed seed up to that point. Let's head into 2021, believing God for a mighty harvest in every area because God will not be mocked. Do not be deceived. Don't go away from this sermon today and go, you know what, I don't really believe that. Come on stir your faith, that seed time and harvest will never, never cease. It's how God has set up the universe. It's how God works himself. He even sowed his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And today, I'm a part of that harvest. I want to ask you today, are you part of that harvest? Have you ever said yes to Jesus Christ? You see, the seed of Jesus has been sown. And each and every person that says yes to Jesus Christ... He or she becomes a part of that incredible harvest. I'm going to ask you to pray with me today to receive Jesus Christ as Lord. Please don't go into 2021 on your own. Please, as we launch into 2021, you need to be walking with God. You need to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Friend, come on, humble yourself. That's what the Bible says, that we're to repent and believe. Humble yourself. Turn your life around. You can't clean yourself up. Only God can do that. He knows who you are. He knows the challenges you face. He knows what's going on in your life. And he says, come on, will you receive? I'm standing at the door. I'm knocking for you to open the door of your heart so I can come in, receive Jesus as Lord. And you know what? You become part of the incredible harvest that God has on this earth today, which is the church of Jesus Christ. And it means you can walk into 2021 not hopeless, but with hope. Not faithless, but with faith. Not depressed and under under some cloud of heaviness, but with the joy of the Lord on the inside of you. Friend, I want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me right now. Come on, let's all pray together. Say this, Heavenly Father, I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you've demonstrated your love by sending your Son to die on a cross to give me life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. I turn away from the way I've lived apart from you. I receive you today as my Lord and my Saviour and my uh, friend. And by the help of your grace and your power, I will never be the same again. I receive eternal life. Friend, if you've prayed that prayer, You've received Jesus Christ as Lord. You're now a Christian. You can call Almighty God your Heavenly Father, which means you're going in to 2021 with God. We've just celebrated Christmas where God, a name of God is Emmanuel, God with us. Friend, if you've prayed that prayer, I can confidently say God is now with you and He wants to walk with you and you with Him every step of the way through this next 12 months. God bless you, friend. Thank you for being online today. Church, especially Citygate Church here today, come on, let's be sowers. Let's not just be the occasional person who thinks about seed every day. Let's be sowing our faith, the word, the kingdom, our finances, everything that we are. Come on, and let's believe God for an incredible harvest next year. God bless you. I'll See you next week for the first Sunday of 2021.